Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SIDERETIREDPOD in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including the St. Louis Cardinals, Cincinnati Reds, and Big Time Rush. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for today's episode of Side Retired Podcast. All righty, it is back with another edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. Dylan and Harry will be with you guys again today. Similar to our episode last week, which you haven't checked out yet, definitely make sure to do so, where Harry broke down his top five Cincinnati Reds prospects in that organization. Today, it's going to be sort of like a part two to that, except we're going to be talking about the St. Louis Cardinals organization. So same with last time, I will pass the baton over to Harry. He will give his expertise opinion. And if I need to pop back in at the end, I will do so. But if not, Harry's going to take you all the way to the end. I will also plug our interview from last week. If you haven't yet checked that out, it was a great interview with Randy Wilkins, the director of the new Derek Jeter documentary on ESPN Plus called The Captain. Lots of interesting stories there about A-Rod, Hannah Jeter, Derek's parents, and a lot of other things in between that. So Harry, I'll pass it over to you and tell us about the Cardinals' top five prospects. Sure. So the St. Louis Cardinals are probably the best franchise in the NL Central at the moment. They're at the top of the standings in the division, 3.5 games above the Brewers. And not only have they dominated in the 2000s, they've won World Series a decade ago, and they kind of look to be on the upswing again. But this is a team that is probably one of the best MLB pipelines, probably in the entire league. As of late, in the past three or so years, they've called up a ton of guys like Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Tommy Edmond, Ryan Helsley, and now Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, all of whom have had rather instantaneous success at the big league level. And their farm system, again, even though it didn't necessarily look too great to start the year, looks completely locked and reloaded at this time. I'm going to give you my top five prospects. And to start, I'll give you some honorable mentions, in which I have Gordon Graceffo, Ivan Herrera, Michael McGreevy, all of three, two of whom are, are some pretty decent pitchers who I think have a really nice floor, but with some solid upside. Ivan Herrera is a pretty solid catching prospect as well. Without further ado, here are my top five Cardinals prospects. Number one, not a really a debate, in my opinion, is Jordan Walker, currently a third baseman, but projects maybe as an corner outfielder in the long term walker was a guy who is kind of unanimously viewed as a top 15 prospect i've seen some sites put him as high as top five and to kind of put into perspective what the cardinals think of him this is a guy that the team is really unwilling to move in a deal for juan soto which should really tell you all you need to know about him he's only 20 years old but right now is projected to have around a 105 wrc plus by steamer if he were to make the league right now uh, he has a 132 WRC plus and or a 915 OPS in double A. And a lot of this comes from uh, the amount of balls that he hits that are really, really hard hit. And he has great barrel control with 25.3% of his balls coming via line drives. He has really, really enticing raw power. I would say maybe 70, even 80 grade power. 
problem is that at the moment, the majority of his super, super hard hit balls, like 105, 110 mile per hour exit velocity have gone towards the ground. And this ground ball rate is a bit high around 45%. But if he's able to kind of recorrect his swing and give, give some more lift on the ball, this could be a top five hitter in baseball that we're talking about down the line. I'm really bullish on him. I think he's a fantastic player, easily far and away the number one prospect of the Cardinals. Two through four is a very close tier, in my opinion. And I'll name all three, Mason Wynn, Tink Hentz, and Alec Burleson. They all have their strengths, and they all maybe have some weaknesses, but I think they're really close. You can rearrange them anyway. At number two, I have Mason Wynn. He is an electric defender. He has an 80-grade arm, and this is because he was a pitcher for a very long time and even played reliever in the minors after he was uh, selected by the Cardinals. He has... He's clocked at 100 miles an hour on the mound. That instantly translates really well uh, when you're a fielder and a position player. He has a very plus glove to go with it. He's going to stick shortstop in the long term. And in tandem with that, he is also really fast in the base pass. He uh, maybe not has the best bat, to be completely honest with you. I'm, you know, he, right now he is 100 WRC plus in double A. Steamer projects him at maybe 82 if he were to play in the league. I buy his bat-to-ball skills personally, not so much his power. I don't really think he has a whole lot there. He did break the stat cast record for miles per hour from a shortstop in the uh, Futures game, which was pretty cool. I think maybe optimistically he could be like a 95 to 100 WRC plus hitter. Other than that, I'm not too sure. But the defense is super, super enticing, and I think he will be maybe a, a better version of Tommy Edmond in his best case scenario. After him, I have Tink Hens. He is a right-handed pitcher who has a really, really promising fastball. Sits upper 90s, and he's maxed out at 100, and he has incredible shape to go with it. He has a very ro- low release point, which gives him really good horizontal movement on his pitches. And it's a 70-grade pitch. I really buy it. And he has the longevity just as a pitcher to be able to go deep into games. He throws three secondaries at the moment, slider, curveball, changeup, all kind of interchangeable. He doesn't necessarily have one that he prefers over the other. The slider has the best stuff, although the command is a little there. If he's able to develop not only the command, but just the feel for any one of those three pitches, I think he has the stuff to really be an elite starter in baseball. And ultimately, with further development and further growth, I think he can realistically reach that ceiling. And then four, I have Alec Burleson, a guy who Cardinals fans have been clamoring to make it to the majors as he's currently dominating in AAA. He's quite ready for a call-up. Now, this is a team that is not really too uncomfortable with calling up top prospects. We've seen it with Nolan Gorman this year and the success that he's had at the major league level. Burleson could be next. Right now, Steamer has the most optimistic offensive projection for Burleson out of any Cardinals prospect currently, 113 WRC plus as a true talent player. That's an instant contributor to this team. And I think come three, four years from now, he could be a legitimate 120 to 130 WRC plus bat. Um, The only drawback is necessarily the poor defense that he has. He projects more as a kind of a corner outfielder, arm is a little suspect. 
lateral movement on defense is a little suspect as well. But at the end of the day, I really buy the offensive projection. And the only reason personally that I have before and really behind win is just that I view defense to be a bit more of a sticky tool to project. I think players who are really rock solid defensively in the minors tend to translate their defensive production into the majors a bit more than they do their offense. But Burleson's a guy who I really don't think will go wrong and I think could really be an effective hitter at the next level. Now, my number fifth prospect, there are a few guys in contention. I named my honorable mentions earlier, but I'm going to go with the guy that they most recently drafted and who was personally my top pitcher in the 2022 MLB draft, Cooper Jerpy, a left-handed pitcher out of Oregon State. He was one of the best pitchers in all of college baseball last year. He had a 2.53 ERA, a 1.24 fifth, an 87 wit, and a seven, a seven strikeout to walk ratio. He dominated. He just overpowered hitters at every single step of the game. And he did that because he has some of the funkiest stuff out there. He has, he sits really low to mid nineties. He hit 98 in the fall, although he saw a little bit of a downtick come the spring. Maybe that could have been caused by an injury, something else, but we know that the potential is there. But really what separates Jerpy from all the other pitchers is the elite shape of his pitch. He throws the ball in kind of a whip motion. He whips his arm around in a sidearm kind of trajectory. And because of that, he's able to get elite horizontal movement on all of his pitches. And he also, to kind of go with that fastball, he has a really, really dominant sweeper that has overpowered hitters in college baseball last year at a whiff rate over 50%. He's still developing feel for the pitch. It still maybe could use a little bit more vertical movement as opposed to just that horizontal sweep that I mentioned. But those are two pitches that I think could project as plus in the majors. Obviously, he hasn't really cemented himself as a presence in the minors, but the stuff is there. I'm really confident in Jerpy, and I think that he could be a legitimate starter and a legitimate top-of-the-rotation starter for a contending St. Louis Cardinals team down the road. Really, to kind of wrap it all up, this is a team that is not devoid of prospect talent, even though they've really called up a ton of guys in recent years and seen success from a lot of guys in recent years, which I think is more important. The hitting talent is there. The pitching talent's on the come up. You also have guys who I didn't name, like Matthew Liebertor, who are making the bigs now. As much as it pains me to say it, because I'm a diehard Cincinnati Reds fan, and we've butt heads significantly, especially last year, where they kind of took our playoff spot from us right under the rug with a just ridiculous winning streak to end the year. The Cardinals are a really good franchise. They're an historic franchise, and they really know their stuff when it comes to prospects and developing minor league talent into major league superstars. I'll pass it back to you, Dylan. All right. Sounds good. So obviously you can check out all of these prospects in the future when they head to Bush Stadium using our side retired promo code on SeatGeek, side retired pod in all capitals. Thank you again, Harry, for using all of the great insight. I know you're a Cincinnati Reds guy, but we are starting to push the envelope here and having Harry explore a couple other teams in the NL Central as well as Curran. If you haven't checked out his Dodgers preview, he's a big Dodgers guy. He's done that one. But 
He's also going to preview a couple of NL West teams in the future, but Harry's doing a great job leading the way, leading the charge and volunteering to go first. So hopefully that's going to lead to a lot of views on Harry's episode here. As we mentioned earlier, check out the Randy Wilkins interview. We also had a couple other solid ones with Gary Sheffield Jr., Declan Cronin, and the head coach of the Savannah Bananas, Tyler Gillum, which if you haven't checked out, also on ESPN+. Plus, There's a new series called Banana Land, which previews how the Savannah Bananas were created. So sort of fun and interesting that the top two shows on ESPN Plus right now, we had both of the creators slash head guys on. So nice little way to go side retired there. But of course, James, Jack, and I will be back as always. Harry, Potter, and Kern, you'll also hear their nice little cameos in the future as well. We are all moving into college, though, at this time. Of course, this is a kind of college-age show, so I assume a lot of our listeners are doing so as well at the same time. So it might be a little less frequently for the next couple or so days. But by September 1, we will be getting into a groove of every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. There will be some form of side retired coming at you, whether it's one of these mini episodes, an interview, or the three amigos at the beginning doing everything as usual. But again, thank you for sticking with us. Hope you enjoy these mini episodes, the nice five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Tell us that you really do enjoy them. So for Harry and Dylan, until the next time, the side is retired.